This is AutoLine Daily reporting on all aspects of the global automotive industry. It sure looks like a lot of police departments like the idea of hybrid interceptors. Nearly 20% of all the police cars that Ford is selling are hybrid versions of the Ford Explorer. Agencies are interested in its lower operating costs since police cars spend a lot of their time idling. With the hybrid version, the engine can be switched off while idling, yet provide full power for all the equipment in the car. Ford says police departments can save anywhere from $3,500 to $5,700 every year with the hybrid. The Lexus RX and RXL are getting a slight refresh for 2020. They will be the first Lexus vehicles to offer Android Auto. Toyota and Lexus tried to keep Apple and Google out of their cars with their own connectivity services called Entune and Enform. But consumers clearly want to have their cars connect and act like their phones. And so Toyota must have decided if you can't lick them, join them. You know, it seems like everyone has a podcast these days. So why not an auto executive? Martin Dom, the CEO of Daimler Trucks and Buses, just launched a podcast called Transportation Matters, which focuses on the commercial truck business. And we think this might be the first time an automotive CEO is hosting their own podcast. Say, when is a 17-ton Volvo box truck that was made before the millennium worth $1.3 to $2 million? Well, when it's covered in graffiti by the artist Banksy. But in this case, it was Banksy before he was Banksy. It took the artist two weeks to complete the truck in the year 2000, which is said to be Banksy's largest ever piece of work and will be auctioned at the Goodwood Revival. Whoever buys the work of art should have some peace of mind, knowing it's a lot harder to shred a truck than it is a painting. Lamborghini is coming out with its most powerful car ever, a hybrid called the Cyan. It's powered by a V12 with a 48-volt electric motor incorporated into the transmission. Instead of a lithium-ion battery, it uses a supercapacitor, which is three times more powerful than a battery of the same size and three times lighter than a battery with the same power. The Cyan cranks out a combined 819 horsepower can move from 0 to 100 kilometers an hour in less than 2.8 seconds and has a top speed of 350 kilometers an hour or 217 miles per hour. Only 63 Cyans will be made and it will be on display at next week's Frankfurt Auto Show. The all-new Nissan Juke is getting its wings or horns or whatever you want to call where the daytime running lights merge with the automaker's V-Motion grille. The fun character of the previous model was traded out for a more aggressive look with a two-tone paint job and sharp, crisp lines. Engineers were able to increase the size of the body, which translates to more room for passengers and 20% more storage room. But thanks to high-strength steel, it's actually slightly lighter than before. Interior design highlights include round air vents laid across the dash and materials in contrasting colors 
that accent and make certain areas pop out. It will also get Nissan's driver assistance features called ProPilot for the first time. In Europe, the new Juke launches with a turbocharged 1.0-liter 3-cylinder engine mated to either a 6-speed manual or 7-speed dual-clutch transmission. Deliveries start this November. Mercedes is showing off its vision for a future luxury sedan interior. Four individual seats that were inspired by seashells dot the interior, which overall has a very minimalistic design. Display screens curl up from the armrests and center console, leaving the raked dash free of any clutter. It rather has long horizontal lines and thinly crafted air vents. So what do you think? Could you see yourself cruising down the Autobahn in this interior? And speaking of future electrics, John and Gary will be talking a lot about Rivian on Autoline After Hours this Thursday with special guest Mike Tracy from the Agile Group. Speaking of John, he'll be up next with some thoughts on a possible UAW strike. Autoline Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion and by KeyCurt, technology that leads. The UAW just picked General Motors as its lead target for a new labor contract. No surprise there. The union is furious that GM closed two U.S. assembly plants and two powertrain plants and is making the Chevrolet Blazer in Mexico instead of moving production to one of those plants. It is itching for a fight with GM. The union says that 96% of its members at GM, Ford, and FCA voted to authorize a strike. But that's just the result of those who actually voted. Let me let you in on a little secret. The UAW never says how many workers actually voted because the turnout is always embarrassingly low. Besides, the rank and file are furious about the corruption in the union. They're likely to reject any contract that the union leadership negotiates because they don't trust their own leaders. The only hope the leadership has is to deliver a sweetheart of a contract that provides generous wage increases. Meanwhile, General Motors, which has the highest automotive labor costs in the United States, is looking for ways to cut those costs. The contract expires on September 14th, so we'll know then what's going to happen. But it sure looks to me like we're headed for a strike. Anyway, that's the way I see it, and with that, we wrap up today's show.